It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. As soon as Gemma Stafford could stand on her tiptoes and watch her mother bake in the kitchen of her Wexford, Ireland home, she discovered an undeniable passion for baking. With a big family to feed, Gemma helped her mother bake, tinker with recipes, and adapt to challenges in the kitchen. She quickly learned that improvising and working with the resources, tools, and ingredients she already had around the house could still lead to delicious desserts. Since then, professional chef Gemma has been using her innovative recipes, kitchen confidence, and unique style of bold baking to restore baking to an everyday art. And she's joining me today on Amy's Table to talk about her book, Bigger, Bolder Baking, A Fearless Approach to Baking Anytime, Anywhere. Hey, Gemma, welcome to Amy's Table. Hi, Amy. Thank you for having me. So, you know, I want to talk a little bit about tinkering and sort of um, improvising with baking. So often we hear people say, oh, oh, no, baking is a science. Oh, cooking you can mess around with, but baking you got to be well planned. So tell me some of the ways that you discovered tinkering and, and improvising could still work. You know, um, the one, like ever since I was young, when I would bake, if we ran out of ingredients, you know, I would always, I would either adapt the recipe or um, like change what I was doing to like make it work. You know, like there's there's more, even though you're, you're dead on that baking is a science and you should follow the recipe exactly. There's more than one way to skin a cat. And definitely later on in my career, I... I realized that uh, even more so because I found myself in Italy in um, a kitchen that had no working fridge and um, the, we had to cook uh, for this family and we had to make homemade pasta. And I don't even, I, still to this day, I can't remember how we, like, we did it, but we pulled it <laughs> off. And we, made, you know, we made like fresh homemade pasta with no uh, machine and not even a rolling pin. We had a bottle of wine to roll out our pasta. And uh, we found sweeping brushes and uh, wooden sticks that we dried the pasta on around the kitchen. So it was really, you know, things like that. Um, that's just one of many examples. When I was, that was in my early 20s when I was in my late 20s when I had a catering business in San Francisco. I used to go into offices that had no kitchens because they were working offices. And I had to cook for maybe 50, 100 people. And I had no stovetop. I had no oven. I had toaster ovens and a microwave. And if you put them all on, on at the same time, they would trip the switch and your electricity would go. So, but you know, as at uh, 8.30 every morning, I still manage to make, uh, like, my signature red velvet pancakes, which are in the Bigger Boulder Baking Cookbook, mm. and um, shashuka, and all these, like, lovely dishes, like, hot and fresh for these guys. And it came down to, like, being resourceful. I think it also might be a little bit of the Irish in me, where it's just like, you make do with what you what you have, you know? It's kind of the mentality. I love it. You know, somewhere in all of this, there's like a life lesson. <laughs> I mean, approach everything this way, you know? You can't yeah. wait for the perfect situation all the time. You just got to move ahead. And I, I love it so much. Well, you know, one of the things you say is that really, regardless of what's holding you back, you can end each day with something sweet. It's easy to prepare a little something. And so what are some examples? I mean, for example, many of my listeners, I think, might be 
um, just enthusiastic home cooks, not necessarily, uh, you know, the, the professional level cooks. And so what are some things that you think the home cook should really have in their recipe repertoire that they can pull off almost regardless? So that's a, that's a great question. And that's what uh, I really had in the back of my mind when I was writing the book. And, um, it's one of the reasons why I broke down the chapters in the way that I did. So, um, you know, regardless of what tools you have to hand, they you would still be able to create something. So there's a whole chapter in the book that is no oven needed, which is a whole pile of recipes that you can make without having to have an oven because we realized um, like six years now almost into doing bigger, bolder baking that with um, like five million fans all around the world, everybody's situation is different. And in lots of countries, an oven is a luxury or they're shared between families. So um, we did a whole chapter where no oven was needed in case you um, don't have an oven, it's too hot to turn on an oven. You're not, uh, we find a lot of people are not allowed to use an oven. And then also um, there's people maybe we hear from um, audience who are a little bit older, maybe who are living in facilities who wants single serving. So a good example of something like that, kind of quick and easy, are my microwave mug cakes, which I have a few in the book. Mm. And they're one of the recipes that I became really well known for online for my on my YouTube channel and my website. And they're just the perfect kind of single serving, something sweet at the end of the day. And that can be made in a microwave, you know, because we did find that that was a tool that a lot of people have. And um, so there are things like that. There's also um, recipes that you can make with a wooden spoon and bowl in case you don't have an electric mixer. Like that shouldn't stop you from baking. So there's a whole chapter, the first chapter. I I put it as the introduction to the book to make it a little bit more uh, as a kind of a, a soft entry into kind of like your introduction to baking. And, um, there are a whole pile of recipes you can make with just a wooden spoon and a bowl and like a lot of different cookie recipes and crisps and crumbles and things like that. So uh, and that, that theme is the whole way throughout the book. So regardless of what, what is stopping you or if something is stopping you, um, we kind of take away that fear and, um, you know, kind of show that there's, there's a recipe for everyone. So, you know, if you have no oven, if you, um, don't have an electric mixer, you know, things like that. Sure. Okay. So no one has an excuse. There is not one excuse (laughs) to start baking. I mean, literally from no heat to a bowl and a spoon, all that are needed. You know, I love that you brought up the mug cakes because I think sometimes that has stopped baking from being as much of a tradition in households as it used to be and that people maybe don't want a full-on layer cake in the leftover. Do you know what I mean? You just want something sweet. And I love the idea of quick to make individual serving. You're not investing all the calories or time or, you know, leftovers. And I think that's very fun. So what do you think that everybody should have in their bigger, bolder baking repertoire? I mean, is it a cookie, a cake, a pie? What do you think everybody should have the skill set and, and quite frankly, the tools to make? Um, well, that's, you know, that's a great question. And because I've been building my repertoire ever since I was a little girl, I, I have, I had to kind of condense it and try and share it as much as I could all in this book. So in, um, 
in the bigger boulder baking cookbook i was it was really important because i I look at this now as my repertoire like since the book has come out it's been my go-to book where i get all my recipes and um one of them like you mentioned actually is the chocolate chip cookie these are um chocolate chip cookies so when i worked at a, a michelin star restaurant in spruce we used to make cookies like this and um they're like they're five star chocolate chip cookies that's what i call them and since the book has come out, I've just been inundated with comments and emails about people saying how much they love the cookies. So I wanted to make staples in there. So chocolate chip cookies in the book, um, my best ever banana bread, which is absolutely mm. fabulous, like especially fresh from the oven. Um, there's there's kind of, I'm trying to think, there's, um, other kind of staples like that. Um, my brownies are in there. That's a that's yeah, a huge, brownie. Huge one. Everyone should be able to make a great brownie. I, I yeah. think totally. Well, you know what I love is I'm looking at the back of the book too. When you say, you know, I'm removing all obstacles for people to be able to have bigger, bolder baking. You're, you've even got how to make DIY cake flour. If you want to make a cake and the recipe calls for cake flour and you don't have it, Gemma tells you how. And it's kind of astonishingly easy. Do you want to talk about that for a sec? Sure. Well, so that is the chapter called Bowl Baking Basics at the back of the book. And every recipe in there is to help you um, make all the other recipes. So if there is something that is a little bit foreign, and to me, coming from Ireland to America, cake flour was I had no idea what cake flour was. I, 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 we didn't have anything like that in Ireland. Then I realized it was kind of softened flour. And you make it by simply mixing together a little bit of all-purpose flour and some corn flour, and that kind of softens it. And likewise, um, going the reverse way in America, it's uncommon or hard to get your hands on self-raising flour, whereas in Ireland, we use that quite a lot. And in some of my recipes, because they came from all over the world, especially from Ireland, I do have self-raising flour in my recipes in the book. So I show you how to make it. And that's just simply flour and baking powder. So there's a really, these are little tips that yeah, they're great. will help you, um, not just with my recipes, but recipes in general. And it just shows you that, you know, you don't need to have a big bag of flour going bad in your cupboard, like a year, you know, forgetting when you bought it and like you can just make these things in a pinch and that's what I really try and focus on and break down for you in the book is just is is really the overall word word I would say is um, accessibility making them easy because I think that's one of the biggest um, misconceptions about baking is that you need a lot of tools you need a lot of a kind of you know foreign ingredients it's time consuming and it's hard it's like it's not it it it, it if I, it, it doesn't have to be, and um, it's supposed to be fun, and yes. I, it still is fun for me, and I want to make it fun for everybody else. So, what I, I, I really break it down. I give you just the information that you need. In the book, the recipes are made with just regular um, cupboard staples. The recipes are less, bar one or two, are less than ten um, instructions, and uh, they're very straight to the point and um, matter of fact. So you just have the information that you need and to get the, res- under the picture per recipe, which is really what I'm delighted about, um, to, 
so you can see the results that you're supposed to get. Yeah, I think people love to see what the end result should look like. Well, it's yeah. really a fun book, Bigger, Bolder Baking, A Fearless Approach to Baking Anytime, Anywhere. And of course, Gemma's uh, YouTube show viewed 250 million plus times Bigger, Bolder Baking is one of her online presence. You can find her pretty much across every platform at Bigger, Bolding, Bolder Baking from YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. And of course, the book itself, wherever books are sold. Gemma, this is really a fun book. What I love so much is the last little touch in the end where you've got a message written in sprinkles that says, Be Bold. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one of my favorite pages. I loved it. I was I was wondering do I put it in the front or do I put it at the end? But I kind of thought it was a little bit of like go out there now and be bold. Yeah, so one, of my, one of my favorite parts of the book. I think it's sweet, and I think it speaks to the spirit of the book and of you. And I, I really think that's darling. Thanks so much for joining me today on Amy's Table and continued success with all of your bigger, bolder baking. Thank you so much, Amy. It was lovely to talk to you. Thank you. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q! It's Amy's Table with Amy Tolman, yeah. Q102. The Wendy's $3 breakfast deal is here. Get a bacon or sausage egg and Swiss croissant plus a small seasoned potatoes. That's a better breakfast for just three bucks in three easy steps. One, wake up. <sighs> Two, get out of bed. <laughs> And three, head to Wendy's for your $3 breakfast deal. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's $3 breakfast deal. Limited time only. Participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Select or request $3 breakfast deal in order to obtain discount. Not valid for all card or combos orders. Price and participation may vary in Alaska and Hawaii.